Welcome to the podcast, Our Morning Take. My name is Frank Johnson, and I'm here with Nick Seaman. Say hi, Nick. Hi. Usually here with Abraham Lawrence. He's not here with us this week. And uh, quite honest, I'm not really quite sure why. I think he, I think he had to work. Hmm. He had to work on, on uh, taping day. Yeah. So that's just the way it is. Yeah. And taping day is usually Tuesday night, but... It's Saturday morning, and so yeah. maybe Nick and I are a little more sluggish than normal, but <laughs> I oh. took this dude to Waffle House this morning, and he, he got the bowl. He yeah. got the bowl of breakfast, right? I ate which, about which half a huge. pound of uh, of paper mache. <laughs> he got just half a pound of food, right? And then the lady goes, you want me to put gravy on that? <laughs> 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 so it's just, he says, sure. So she goes over and gets a big ladle of gravy goes on it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, Nick. I'm picking on you. But no, that's all right. I, uh... I was like, man, I would be a sleeper. I'd be in a coma right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I got to go back and take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my body's already <laughs> telling me, uh, I hate you. Breakfast of champions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're in Acts chapter 7. We're trying to finish up the story of Stephen so that we can get to Saul. Um Man, I laugh so hard, my eyes are watered, I can't read. Uh, anyway, so uh, Stephen pretty much sealed his fate when he was talking to these uh, men on the council. He said, you're exactly like your fathers were. You, you've done exactly what they used to do. And um, they killed all those who had previously announced the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. Uh, so he just laid it out, right? I mean, he wasn't yeah. mincing words when he got to that part, did he? He did not leave a stone unturned. And yet, and then, and of course, he says at the end, you who received the law. See, the law wasn't given to the Gentiles. The law right. was given to you. And yeah. you who've received the law as ordained by angels and yet did not keep it. Yeah. So just stop it already with Who's keeping the law? Who's not keeping the law? You think I'm not for the law or Jesus is altering the law. Listen, you can't keep the law anyway. Why do, why do you carry if he was altering law? Yeah, because you don't even keep it. Yeah. And the, and the whole idea is, was the law instituted so that we could keep it? Hmm. Was it? I believe it was instituted to show us that we cannot. Amen. Without All it the, does is condemn us. Without the, well, not help, without the actual complete moving of the Holy Spirit. In you Jesus know, that's did. why Paul really probably is so articulate in Romans 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 mm. to show us that this is what the law was for. Because see, yeah. he understood the law. He understood what he thought it was supposed to be for. Yeah. But then Jesus came into his life and God revealed to him. And now Paul spends several chapters in Romans where a lot of people read that and they're just like, oh, I don't know, I can't get it. It's confusing. It's really not. You got to take it sentence by sentence. And uh, I like Peter's uh, commentary on Paul's writing. <laughs> what does he say on Peter's? I'm about? Uh, Paul writes some really uh, interesting stuff. He basically alludes to the fact that I know he's a little hard to understand, but he's really saying the same thing I am. Yeah. And, uh, and Peter does actually lay it out in his epistle, too, mm-hmm. that the law was there to show you who God is. Yeah. This is who God is. This is how perfect God is. We're going to have a young man on called Michael Howard. And I don't want to say too much, uh, Michael. I know you probably listen to the podcast, so I don't want to get uh, involved too much in what you said to me, but I am going to paraphrase just a little bit. But basically, he was saying, you know, the enemy comes to him all the time because he's a young convert yeah. and make him doubt. 
mm-hmm. because he doesn't feel like he can be, for lack of another word, perfect. Yeah. I can't be perfect, and God wants me to be perfect. And, and once again, I think he's falling into the trap that so many people do, the legalism trap yeah. that I have to do this and, this. and if I'm not doing this, then I'm not a Christian. Mm-hmm. And that's just so not right. right. Because Paul really covers this so well in chapter 7 of Romans when he says, yeah. I don't do what I'm supposed to do. And what I'm supposed to do, I don't do. And I'm constantly yeah. sinning. Oh, wretched man that I am, who then, will rescue me from this? And then the Apostle Paul calls himself the chiefest of sinners. Yeah. And then I look at my life and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And yeah. I guess I'm the Lord master of sinners. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so uh, so this is the same problem that we all have with the law. Yeah. And Stephen is trying to get them to understand. It's what's on the inside, dude. It's not what you're yeah. trying to accomplish. On, and no one can keep the law. So stop it. Yeah. And uh, when they heard this. They were cut to the quick. They began gnashing their teeth at him. Mm, yeah. That's anger. <laughs> I know I've said to my congregation, uh, my mom does this when she's mad at me. She'll put those, you better get in here right now. I'll you know, bust your butt. <laughs> exactly. That's that gnashing of teeth. So uh, that's what they did. And uh, but, but, my favorite word, but being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven. He saw the glory of God, Jesus standing at the right hand. Man. And he said, behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. I wonder how many martyrs God did that for, yeah. especially in the first century. You always hear Jesus sitting at the right hand of God, but here, Stephen's getting a standing ovation. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How about that? I never Worth it all. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm mean, the rocks home. still hurt as they were hitting, but, but that was... I, I mean, don't know that they did. Yeah. I don't know that yeah, they maybe did. Maybe not. I think that glorious sight... Yeah. Just nullified anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The grace that God gives us. I've heard of uh, I've heard of mar- martyrs that were burned at the stake where they didn't even cry out. They just looked up and they were glorifying God until they stopped saying stuff and they were dead. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that was the same kind of situation. Yeah. So I don't know if I said this or not, but it's Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday, May the 10th, and it's episode 88, and we have come to the crescendo of what I wanted to get to this week, and that was about Saul, and that's chapter 8, verse 1. Mm. Saul was in hearty agreement with putting him to death. Mm. So, I mean, we look back on it, hindsight. In fact, I'm almost positive that if Paul uh, now could see what Luke wrote. Now, now Luke wrote probably only what Paul told him. Yeah. But man, how does that got to just cut you mm-hmm. when you realize that at one point in my life, I, that was what I was all about. I hated yeah. anyone that would speak for God. Do you ever have a point in your life like that? I, I can't say that I did, but I don't know if maybe you did. or. But I also know you know people, and I know there are people close to you that that literally hate God. Mm-hmm. That, you know... Yeah. Hopefully they God will reveal himself to them like yeah. he did Paul and they can look back at that and go, hmm, boy, I shouldn't have been like that. Yeah. Yeah. My uh I was raised in church and stuff, so I don't have like a major conversion story like that. But Yeah, uh, me neither. But yeah. I know a lot of uh movies with Paul, they'll portray his thorn in the flesh as you know, I always think of it as a physical thing of his thorn in the flesh, but as his memories of 
women, men, women, children, or whatever, the Christians being persecuted, and, and that just constantly nagged him that he was guilty of that, and he couldn't ever shake that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the the devil when he kept him humble, him, yeah. And he said it did. He said this thorn kept him humble. Yeah, yeah. And on that day, a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Mm-hmm. Some devout men buried Stephen and made loud lamentation over him. But Saul began ravaging the church, entering house after house and dragging off men and women. He would put them in prison. Man, this dude had some zeal, though, didn't he? Yes. For God. He did. Yeah, because he believes this. Yeah. These Christians are ruining what what God has established, Mm -hmm. the law and all this stuff, and we're taking care of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you were there, if you could get the movie in your head. Hmm. You would almost have to agree with Saul. He was, like, doing the right thing. Yeah. I mean, he really believed they were blasphemous people. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm teaching this uh, Gospel of Luke on Thursday night, and we're to the section where he heals the paralytic men, uh, Luke chapter 5, which Mm -hmm. uh, you was one of your stories that you said about tearing up the tiles. In fact, I think we've talked about it on the the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so I'm to that story. And and, uh, what was I going to say now? Boy, I lost kind of my train of thought. What were we talking about? You're the paralytic men. Apparently, yeah, before man, we, uh, we started that, uh, about the, oh, about them thinking they're doing the right thing. Yes, yeah. And so uh, that's exactly uh, what Jesus, why Luke records that story where he does. Mm. Because what he's done is he's building this case that Jesus is God and Jesus is God. And so the story right before that is Peter in the boat knowing that Jesus is God. Yeah. And now he heals this leper. Mm. Which now shows that Jesus has power over disease. Yeah. And now this paralytic man, and he he talks about he doesn't say anything about his healing. He says your sins are forgiven. Yes. Oh wow! So the <laughs> Pharisees now. I mean, come on. Let's face it, Nick. If you were living there, if you put that movie in your head, and you were the religious person there, and this man just told this other man that his sins were forgiven. Yeah. You'd be ready to just jump off a cliff because only yeah. God can forgive sin. And they knew mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Oh, they were livid. I mean, just immediately just hot, you know, anger. So either Jesus is a blasphemer, right? Yeah. Or he's God. Yeah, one or the other. But it is one or the other. Mm-hmm. And Saul came down on that point. Yeah. Blasphemers. Yeah, he was all in. <laughs> 